For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to the Believe in Bengals post-draft show on Bally Sports Ohio. Solomon Wilcox here right now. We're joined by a very special guest, NFL Network and NFL Media Draft Analyst, Bucky Brooks, joins us on the show. Bucky, how are you doing today? Man, I'm good, Solly. How's everything? Hey, it's going great. Hey, listen, we got to talk about what we saw from the Cincinnati Bengals in the 2022 draft. What was the major takeaway for you? You get to watch a lot of the players on tape. You get to uh, have a, a broader view of all 32 teams and what they intend to do going into the draft. What was your takeaway from what you saw from the Cincinnati Bengals? You know, when you're looking at the Bengals and their draft, what you have to do is you got to put all of the pieces of the puzzle together, including the offseason. The Bengals were close to winning the Super Bowl this season. Uh, fell short, but what they did is they immediately attacked the needs. And what you want to do from a team building standpoint, you can take care of it in free agency and also in the draft. So in free agency, what you saw them do is they want to make sure that they build a fortress in front of the king, and the king is Joe Burrow. <laughs> so you saw the offseason moves where they made sure that they upgraded the offensive line. And what that allows you to do is now you go into the draft with a clear mind. You can take the best player available. You heard Duke Tobin talk about this is a team where they felt like they didn't have immediate starters needs, but they wanted to up the level of competition, increase the talent uh, in the depth pool, and let's see how it plays out. So I felt like when you look at their draft, they certainly address those things. Yeah, take a look at the um, first round pick, 31st overall. You kind of have to let the board come to you a little bit there, and they take Daxton Hill with the 31st overall pick. Um, what do you have on Daxton why do you feel maybe he was the right pick for the Bengals? Well, when you go back and you look at the way the Bengals played, like the Bengals end up having to play a lot of drop eight coverage in the playoffs. And some of that is by design because you're playing teams like the Kansas City Chiefs uh, that can throw the ball over the yard. So you want to kind of neutralize those guys. But then some of it was you may not have felt great about how you had to cover if you had to match up and play man to man. And in some of those instances, including in the Super Bowl, you can't play man-to-man. -man. You can't play the sticky coverage that you want. Well, now you get a Daxton Hill who's a slot defender. And when I mean a slot defender, he not only can play slot corner, but he can play look, deep middle safety. He can play in the box and do some other things. And so the theme of the league now is multiplicity in terms of your sub packaging, being able to put multiple guys on the field, and to change the game plan maybe each week. Now you have to add more pieces 
to allow you to kind of use that approach as opposed to playing the same old vanilla coverage. You know, I'm never going to second guess Duke Tobin. He's the, he is the NFL executive of the year award winner. Um, but I just want to know, was there ever any thought because Lewis Seen was sitting there and I had him very close to Kyle Hamilton as the second rated safety on the board in terms of the players coming out of college at that position. But Daxton Hill is more, as you mentioned, um, more multi-positional. He can play multiple positions, whereas Lewis Seen, he's bigger, he's faster in terms of his 40 time, played on that great championship defense uh, for the Georgia Bulldogs. He was rated as a true safety, rated maybe a little bit higher than Daxton. Your thoughts there on them going with Daxton maybe and not going with Lewis Seen, who, who was taking the next pick right after Daxton to the Minnesota Vikings. See, I know what it is. See, you still have that 80s football, that 90s football <laughs> in you. And so when you see Lewis, when you see Lewis seen, you have all those old school guys, David Fulcher coming downhill, <laughs> knocking the taste out of people's mouth. But you can't play the game like that anymore. And so, He's a hitter. you know, it's funny because, yeah, because Lewis seen is a hitter. And the one yeah. thing that shows up on tape, he changes the way people kind of Try through the zip code. Like you're not going to, you're not going to go inside the numbers when he's there. And you know, when you think about that division, it wouldn't have been a bad pick because you think about the teams that are physical and like to run the ball, the Baltimore Ravens, the Cleveland Mm -hmm. Browns, the Pittsburgh Steelers. So it certainly would fit. I think based on the way things were playing out in the postseason, you wanted to make sure that you had another guy that could do it. So it's not all Mike Hilton having to be in the slide, having to blitz. You have more guys, and then you can kind of mix and match how those guys are able to do it. Yeah, I, I look, I like it, Daxton Hill to the guy that can be like a Mike Hilton, but playing on the weak side, opposite of the nickel, as a dime inbox defender uh, against 11 personnel playing over the tight end, can cover tight ends really well, can be a blitzer coming off the weak side against 11 personnel package. Um, he can play the nickel. He can play the dime. He can drop back if – Something happened to Von Bell or Jesse Bates. He can also function in that role as well. You literally got three positions covered for the price of one. Okay, talk to me about uh, the second round pick, uh, Cam Taylor-Britt, and what you see there. He's also a guy that can play multiple positions. Yeah, I think today, uh, in today's game at DB, you got to have that as your calling card. Like early on, if you're a guy that can play outside and inside, it gives you more opportunities to get on the field. Um we talk about it like the, the, the Bengals were able to really go a long way. I thought they got about as much as you can get out of their defense, being able to be a real zone heavy team, a team that keep the ball in front, rally and tackle, and it worked. But there are instances where you want to be able to challenge receivers, make like difficult for the quarterback. And so this is what Taylor Britt can do. Walk up in your face. He can use that length to kind of stymie guys at the line. And he still has the ability to play back. But I think what you would like to have, if you're the defense coordinator, you want to have more tools in the toolbox where you don't always have to sit back. That might be your uh, modus operandi, meaning that's how you want to go. But sometimes, man, you got to go lock it up. You want to blitz. You want to bring pressure and have man-to-man behind it. So what do you think they wanted to do when they uh, went in the third round? Zachary Carter, defensive end from University of Florida. They already have Trey Hendrickson. They've got Sam Hubbard. Appears as though they wanted to add another um, pass rusher to the mix. Yeah, pass rushers always coveted at a premium. This league is about the P's. It's about passers, pass rushers, playmakers being able to do it, and then pass protectors. 
And you've seen that the Bengals have gone heavy on those positions of late. Consequently, they're in the Super Bowl because they have A-level people there. And so when you think about the rotation, I believe a lot of it is cultural fit. This is a work hard, play hard team. And now you can feel that when I watch Trey Hendrickson and Sam Hubbard play, it is all energy, effort. Yes, they're skilled. But the thing that pops for me, these guys play hard. And so Carter's another guy. He plays hard. He's an all-day sucker. He's going to give you a good day's work. He's going to be able to rush the passer. And remember, man, you have to have more than just two guys. You got to be able to hit them in waves. Guys are throwing the ball 35, 40 times. The more rushes that you can get on the field, the more you can wear down that offensive line. The Bengals also, uh, you know, they can't have enough offensive linemen. Uh, they add three new starters via free agency. And then in the fourth round, um, Cordell Volson, uh, the guard from North Dakota State. He had started at right tackle and left tackle in college. And now he's going to make the transition inside at the guard position. What do you see with Cordell Volson from North Dakota State? I mean, we talked about it. It seems like the theme of all the draft picks have been versatility position flexibility, being able to bring more to the table. And Solomon, you understand how this league works. It's hard to get a jersey on game day. And so the more that you can do, it enhances your opportunity to get on the field. And so now you're talking about a guy that might be the seventh or eighth man in the rotation, but he's valuable because he does have some position flex. Maybe you get in the pinch, he goes inside and plays guard. But maybe you're really in a jam and you need him to go up for tackle for a game or two. And so being able to have that experience that he showed on tape, that certainly helps. And I'm sure Duke Tobin, Zach Taylor, when they were looking at the board and they were looking at this player, they were saying, hey, man, this guy can really help us. From a depth perspective, he gives us an opportunity to maybe get a two-for-one player. Tyson Anderson, the safety from Toledo, different body type than maybe some of the guys that they have. He's a bigger safety at 6'2", 200-plus pounds, but the guy's fast just like the other guys they drafted. All three defensive backs for the Cincinnati Bengals drafted in the 2022 draft run 4-3 in the 40 at the scouting combine. And Tyson Anderson is a big nickel type guy that if they want to take the linebackers off the field and uh, they want to defend against the pass, they can have seven guys back there. Your four down linemen and then a big nickel, um, a safety plan linebacker, then your other six defensive backs um, there's also a possibility there. So what can you tell us about Tyson Anderson? I mean, you hit the nail on the head. Like Solomon, we're talking about being able to be creative in your nickel, dime, and quarter packages. Being able to put seven DBs on the field at times to blanket some of the guys. Because remember, when you're building your team, you're building your team to win a division. And the one thing that we know, I looked up and saw what Baltimore did in the draft, and they added mm -hmm. two tight ends so they can go 12 and 13 personnel. Well, now what you want is, some size to deal with them in the running game while still having the athleticism to cover them in the passing game. Same thing with the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, the Cleveland Browns. You know how those teams like to get down. But one underrated part of the speed that you're talking about, the kicking game. So many of these games are decided by seven points or fewer. You need to be able to have guys that can run down the field and make plays in the critical third phase of the game. So being able to put another special teams demon with fast guys, and that speed is felt, punt, kickoff coverage, being able to hold guys down, not give up that hidden yardage. It is valuable. Uh, this was the pick to make sure that you fortify the special teams units as well. And, and lastly, uh, Bucky, we'll let you go on this one. Um, I look at this draft class for the Cincinnati Bengals as not one that's going to make a big splash. You're not going to look back 
on this draft class that says, oh, it changed the organization. So how does drafting versatile players um, who are not expected to be starters day one, but to really add to the depth of a football team, how does that go into making a team better for the upcoming season? It's interesting because I heard Zach Taylor talk and he talked early in the year, shortly after the Super Bowl, he was talking about, you know, like you have to have patience when it comes to developing your young players. So if we go back to yesteryear, the way guys used to play, unless you were a top pick, you weren't kind of grandfathered into the league as a starter. You had to earn your role. And the way that you earned your role is, hey, I'm a situational backup. I'm a special teams player. Now it appears that the culture in Cincinnati is one where everyone understands that nothing is given, everything is earned. And so there's a rite of passage for you to get onto the field with all of these athletes who have versatility. I think you have a pecking order established that you are going to earn your rate onto the field in a situational role player, special teams player. And then if you're good enough to unseat somebody, that's the way it goes. I think what they've done from a cultural standpoint is everything is earned, nothing is given. And the young guys that step into that locker room understand that from day one. And it tells you how far this team has come very quickly um, from really barely winning any games over the previous two years to going to a Super Bowl in 2021 and really having top level talent across the board where they can go and draft for depth and versatility as they continue to build their roster. All right. For NFL media and NFL draft analysts, Bucky Brooks, we want to thank you for taking the time to join us on the show today. We greatly appreciate it. We're going to step aside. We'll be back with more of the Believe in Bengals post-draft show on Valley Sports Ohio. This show is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Go to BetOnline.ag today. Use the promo code BELIEVE and get 50% off your first deposit. So whatever your first deposit is at BetOnline.ag, and you could bet on anything. Futures for MLB, NBA playoffs is right around the corner. Actually, it's here. It's upon us. Playing games start tonight. So go to betonline.ag, use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, get 50% off your first deposit. Thanks for joining us. We outcha. We love you. Fans out there, drag both feet about, swing on a full count, rip that puck, hit that putt. Hit your PKs because they free. Hit your free throws because they are free. Hook them. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.